podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good morning, everybody. Good to be back here on the Blue Room after a short break. And we've got another preview for you from one of our regular shows over on the Blue Room Extra Subscribers Weekly. Plenty to talk about this week. A disappointing performance in the 2-0 loss at Old Trafford. A huge game against Fulham coming up this weekend. And stuff off the pitch as well in regards to the club's fan advisory board and the non-attendance of any Everton board member for their most recent meeting. Here is the segment about that discussion. I spoke to Adam Jones, I spoke to Lyndon Lloyd and Zidane Vane to get their views on it, as well as all the other stuff that we mentioned earlier on. If you want to hear this show in full, along with plenty of other content at this crucial point in the season, it is patreon.com slash the Blue Room Extra. You can get plenty of content there. Coming up frequently as Everton look to get themselves out of this mire yet again this season. Uh, so it's patreon.com slash the Blue Room Extra. The link is in the description. If you want to click and get involved, uh, works out about a pound a week. You can cancel at any time. Uh, but it's going to be a big few months and a big summer. So plenty coming up on there. Uh, hopefully we'll see you over there in the meantime. Hopefully you enjoy this segment too. Yeah, it's hard to not think of this as a slap in the face to the FAB a little bit, doesn't it? Like, you know, I, f- I feel really sorry for the people who, you know, signed up to that, you know, with the with the best of intentions, thinking that this is the way that they have chosen to try and, you know, inspire change a- a- at the club in, in, in whatever way that they can. You know, it was promised that they would have, you know, regular, you know, not face-to-face, I suppose, because it'll be on online, won't it? But like one-on-one communication with, you know, a board member, you know, like uh, for maybe the CEO twice a year, is it something like that? And well, it says it, the, the non-executive director made a commitment to say so that's Graham Sharp to yeah, you know, for so he's, he, he sees it all of them and yeah, and he was the CEOs are half of them. He was listed on the the minutes as you know not able to attend, sort of like as if it was like a last minute kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> Obviously, you don't want to commit too much because you know maybe there was a there was a legitimate reason as to as to why he couldn't be there. Maybe, but you know, with with everything that's happened over the course of the last couple of months, you know, with all the protests and you know all the the breakdown of communication and the breakdown of the relationship between the board and the fans, you know, it's just even if there was a legitimate reason, there's, it's just not a good look, is it? Just get any 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 single member of the board on like to that meeting. Like because otherwise it, it just it just furthers this gap between the board and the fans and it's all of the board's making. <laughs> it it's 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 just a, such a it's such a horrible situation to be in. And as I say, like my main my main thing that came that, that came to mind when I saw that statement for the FAB was that I just feel sorry for those fans because they've signed up for that with, as I say, the best of intentions. A lot of good people on the FAB who really want to to change the club, and they were promised that this would be, a, you know, an avenue to be able to do that. And the clubs just don't seem to be heading up their end of the bargain in that sense. They seem to be pulling up the drawbridges and closing off all forms of communication when they should be opening up more and. You know that that's what I do. Just feel sorry for those fans, and well, I feel sorry for all fans in this in this scenario. To be honest, because it, it is just it's it's just getting a little bit ridiculous now. I I, I mean, I think I've said it a few, a few times on this podcast. Now I do think this this position is untenable. Don't think this relationship can ever be repaired. 
and it's 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 just a really sad it's just a sad state of affairs to go to go alongside you know what's you know obviously happening on the pitch which has been massively below par to have this as well it just it just feels like everything's compounded this season doesn't it to to just be create this little tornado of sadness which is yeah. which is which is really horrible but you know <laughs> Yeah, that, that that's what we've that's what we've been dealing with. So fingers crossed, it, it can change at some point in the future. Don't know how that's going to happen, but you know, I'll, I'll I'll sit and wait to see to see how it will. Tornado sadness, yeah. What what are we? Like, <laughs> yeah. um, do, do you know? Do you know a, what? They were a great band, weren't they? Tornado. <laughs> <laughs> do, you know, do you know what though, Linda? Like, I, I agree with so much of what Adam said there in regards to you know. Yeah. Yeah, we we know some of the people who, who are on that the fan advisory board. Yeah. We know how passionate Evertonians they are and that what they want to help the club. And the the main criticism of this when it was set up was that well, how can this be an effective body or an effective fan advisory board if it's not independent of the club and it is sort of set up and affiliated by the football club? And you know, I'm sure there would have been people on the fan advisory board saying, "Well, no, we're going to do this. We're going to have, you know, face to face, or you know, you know, not face to face necessarily, but we're going to have communications with people on the board, direct links that are going to be there at least four times a year with Graham Sharp, twice a year with the CEO, etc., etc., etc." And the club have just undermined them, haven't they, with this now? And and all the criticism that was there at the start is going to be there again now. And they're going to be the ones having to field this and have to answer questions and, and see people on Twitter saying, well, it's, it's pretty pointless, this this organisation now. You know, I've seen people over the weekend saying everyone on there should should resign from it because it's sort of a non-entity. And it's it's horrible for, for those Evertonians who've sort of just been left completely undermined by the football club again. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think, well, I... I... I can't speak for them, but I, I, there's people who are saying it, but I don't think they're saying they should resign because they're doing a bad job. They just should, should resign because it is pointless, as you say. Um, you know, I I feel really for them because, as you say, they went into it with the best of intentions to try and, you know, try and make a difference. Um, and I think for some people, I think the expectation of what they could achieve is probably a little... Um, optimistic you know i don't think you're never going to have an entity that's going to be able to affect real change against a board that doesn't want to make those changes you know you can, i think their the role is to to take the fans grievances to the board and try and impress on them where the fans think they're going wrong which at the moment is <laughs> there's plenty of plenty there um and so i think that uh you know unless unless you you get an acknowledgement from the board that they're doing a a bad job and they need to change then really that's all they can do i think you know they they have as much teeth as the board will allow them to have and so that's why i kind of feel that some of the the criticism of the the fan advisory board as it you know as a concept has a bit, been a bit harsh um now the thing that the thing that gets me is that the club are, have been losing the PR battle on this for weeks now. I mean, ever since, you know, headlock gate and all that, they've, they've been falling further and further behind in, in this sort of, this sort of media um, image of their performance and, and their sort of, you know, the, the staying away from, from games, the longer that went on, the harder it would be for them to ever come back and to have a kind of, you know, reel this situation back to, to a position where there's even a, um, you know, a, a place for dialogue, but for, with the fans now I mean, it's got to the point where no one wants to see them their faces ever again um and it feels like the board has more or less accepted that and given up 
Um, and so, you know, to not even, it doesn't sound like there was even a, a sort of a note of apology saying, look, we can't make this, you know, have, have the call. Kevin Thell will be on for part of it. Um, but to just completely blanket, no explanation. And then just kind of leads, leads the FAB out to, out to dry. It, it just, it, it mystifies me because at any moment, the board and Farhad Mashiri could just do an about face and say, you know, we're going to be better. Yeah, we've made all these mistakes. And yes, we realize there's a lot of distrust here, but here's the first step to rebuilding some kind of, you know, bridge with the fans, some kind of acknowledgement that we hear you, you know, things are bad. Um, you know, the stadium's going great. Let's look at that. Let's focus on where things are good and we'll try and, you know, make things better on the footballing side or on the communication side. And it just seems that they don't, They've ignored every opportunity to do so, and I find it mystifying. You know, just you could at any moment come out with a with a proper, you know, a proper media, a video interview or in, interaction with the fans, and just try and some of, uh, alleviate some of the, the concerns, the fears that uh, that there's that, that that there's no one at the at the helm. There's no one, you know, steering the ship right now. We're just blundering on, and we'll try and get through this season, and then what happens? So it's yeah, I, it, it mystifies me. Yeah, and, and Dan, just just finally, you know, there was obviously there was that interview that um, Jazz did with Mashiri, which was very bizarrely edited, and was obviously done before Frank Lampard was was sacked um, in the the West Ham game, which was you know again just led to more questions than answers. And of course, that the fan advisory board as well did put a lot of questions to the football club in the only last month about expressing their concerns. The club gave some answers, but it was very much answers that you kind of got the impression that someone got under that sheet of paper, rolled their eyes and went, oh, you know, this again. <laughs> All the answers on there were very short and not really <laughs> not really um, very in-depth or very definite in, in what they were saying. Um, but this, this, of course, may comes just a week on from the accounts in which the, the first full bit of communication was from the chairman saying that a unified football club is, is what we need to, to move forward. And, and here we are, a week later, um, and you know, it, more hollow words. I think is probably the kindest way we can put it. The thing is, you know, if you're going to be brutally honest about everything, their arrogance is puke-inducing. The arrogance is terrifying, and it's the arrogance of people that know it's over. They know it's over. They know this is done. They know that there's no way back, and they're the kind of people that will never offer an olive branch. Because if you offer an olive branch, you admit you're wrong. You admit you've screwed up. And their arrogance won't let them on every level. And if you were getting paid what they get paid for screwing up, why would you? And you get paid regardless. You're getting paid regardless of the quality of your effort. You're getting paid regardless of how much you care. You're getting paid regardless of your competency. So why would you want to justify yourself to anyone? You know, this is... You know, they've said it, we've said it a million times. This is marking your own homework. The communication between the club and the fans since Mashiri took over has been disgraceful. The PR, PR department, what PR department? They haven't got a, yes, they've got communications, people running around, you know, you know, smearing fans and spinning the living daylights out of anything they can. But the reality is their PR department might as well not be there. Because if you want to alienate people if you want to you know sort of bill's turning around telling telling us he's been castigated what do you want what do you want 
you know, you went out of your way to vilify an entire fan base. Graham Sharp said horrible things about the fans before. Bill said horrible things about the fans before. If they had their own way, we wouldn't exist. We wouldn't exist. They hate the fact we've got a voice. They hate the fact we're protesting. They hate the fact that we know everything about what they've done and how they've ruined this football club. How they have absolutely burnt it to the ground. And they know it's done. They know it's done. It's like, it's like the, you know, it's like the, you know, villain in a Rambo film that's locked up in his marble clad mansion with a pile of cocaine and an Uzi who knows he's not coming out alive. Right. (laughs) That's what this is like. This is like the, you know, the amputee villain with his Gatling gun attachment, locking it in as he wades into the gravel driveway and gets riddled full of holes. They know that this is done. They are not going to apologise. They're not going to communicate with you, with anybody. They're not going to apologise. They're not going to communicate with a fan advisory board. You know, they have literally just done that to them. They've done that to them. They're like, oh, we know you exist, but you're as much use as an ashtray on a motorbike. We don't care. We don't need to talk to you. We don't need to talk to you. We're the, we're the, we're the custodians of this football club. How dare you question us? The arrogance is absolutely unbelievable it's it's like delusion beyond grandeur it's insane and they will not attend another game and oh we've made it oh you forced us not to attend the game how nasty of you to do that to us i'll give over you could be there if you want you're just too you're just to be there you'd have to show humility you'd have to show remorse and regret you'd have to apologize you'd have to and they don't want to do any of that. They don't want to apologise and uh, and explain what they've done. They don't want to hold their hands up and say, all right, lads, yeah, we made a mess of this. This, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. we've cocked this up. They're never going to do that. And this doesn't end until they're removed. And whilst Mashiri is in power, who knows? Who knows? I'm st- I'm still absolutely conspiracy theorists nailed on a hill that I will die atop that there will be the Kenwright stand-up Bramley Moore. <laughs> I am convinced that that will be his final, his final, you know, that to everybody. <laughs> that, okay. And, you know, as I say, I feel so sorry for the people that are involved in that because, as you say, they genuinely believe and they genuinely want to affect change and they want to have a dialogue. And they want to be reasonable and they want to be, you know, respected with with a dialogue. They want to be respected with a response and they're not being respected in any way, shape or form. I couldn't make it. Yeah, all right. Sorry, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. And, you know, and unfortunately, when a relationship gets to the point where neither side either wants to talk or one side won't believe the other one, it's done. It's done. And we're, we're just waiting for the... The, you know the inevitable but they'll hang on for they'll hang on as long as they can they're not going anywhere why would you why why would you turn down you know it's like Shinktosen's hairline and his wages he wasn't leaving us until he got every single penny <laughs> out of us for his Weetabix hair job right that geezer was like I am not going anywhere mate I'm not going anywhere my follicles need every single pound sterling of your money and if you think i'm 
if you think I'm sodding off back to Turkey without enough money to keep this thatch going, you've got another thing coming. And that is exactly what they're doing. Sports Social Podcast Network.